Welcome to the workroom. I'm Lila. I'm Garsing, and we're two psychiatrists excited to chat about mental health and our journeys in medicine. Come get curious with us. All right, welcome to our podcast, our brand new podcast. We're so excited to be doing this uh, new creative project here. So we're tentatively calling this podcast the Workroom Chats, and we'll tell you a little later about the workroom and and kind of the significance of the chats to us. Um, But to get started, we're going to tell you just who we are and what we're doing here. So Garsing, why don't you start and, and tell us a little bit about yourself? All right, thanks, Lila. So um, I think I've always wanted to be a doctor. Um, actually, false. I had thought about wanting to be an accountant in middle oh, school. Oh, exciting! Big dreams in middle school because I really liked math. Your middle school dream was to be an accountant. <laughs> I need to make a note of this later. <laughs> um, and then it turned to like being a journalist because I thought I liked writing, mm-hmm. and I was um, like. Uh, but I, I actually, I worked for the, um, our high school newspaper, but I didn't actually write articles. I like designed the layout and took pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I felt like I'm all about kind of stability and predictability. And I felt like medicine was, um, what's your astrological sign, by the way? Virgo. <laughs> Is that an earth sign? Yeah. <laughs> Very earthy. Okay. Like not spontaneous, needs pre-planning. <laughs> so yeah, I felt like, um, being a doctor was kind of a, well-treaded predictable path with like pre-assigned steps Mm -hmm. to progress through and that was very appealing to me so Mm -hmm. so I did that um and uh in college I actually studied um chronic disease management and I was really interested in like food and obesity and like environmental determinants to weight and I thought I wanted to be a primary care doctor um because I was so interested in um helping people like manage their chronic disease and I felt like oh let's be on the front lines it's really like get to know people Mm -hmm. um in the long term and I worked as a behavioral health coach or a a, um a health coach for a a study where I basically helped people lose weight I would talk to them weekly and um was really into that but uh I found that in medical school the idea of being a primary care doctor and reconciling this um, interest in mine was hard because primary care doctors see their patients like what once every three months mm-hmm. if they're lucky. Yeah. Um, otherwise, like yearly, and so really like learning about people's lives and their health habits and what makes them tick and all of that seemed like not um, not feasible. And mm-hmm. I decided um, psychiatry would be a better fit. I like went through my clerkships. Um, loved talking to people, loved really like actually getting to know about their lives and spending like a solid chunk of time just like talking about them. And did you have like a one moment where you were like, I'm gonna be a psychiatrist, or it was like a gradual awakening? I, um, my psychiatry clerkship was like eight months before graduating med school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had, I wrestled with the idea of switching. Um, for like a solid month, and then I don't I don't know what tick, but I decided like I'm gonna do this, and I did, and here I am, and yeah, I haven't looked back. I mean, I think I'm really drawn to the stories and actually like working with like 
people's stories as the like material for our clinical work mm-hmm. um and yeah so um so that's that's where I come from mm-hmm. um I feel like every every year that we go deeper into training the more the story becomes more complicated that we're working with with people absolutely like, yeah, and it's, it's cool. so fascinating and unique and everyone's different there's never um a dull moment I guess even in the dull moments there are kind of like um interesting bits about like how we relate to the patient and, and all mm-hmm. that so um love learning about it love engaging in it and yeah in the future I'm looking to train and challenge adolescent psychiatry and work with like queer youth and young adults um and we'll, we'll see where it goes mm-hmm. why don't you um tell us about you Lila I'm realizing in your story that we have some things in common but I didn't yeah. even realize Oh, man. Because yes. I feel like you're the Virgo to my mm-hmm. Aries, you know? Like, you're the calm <laughs> stability to my fire, which is why we're such good coworkers for each other. But I, I also had, like, a health coach phase in high yeah. school. Yeah, I worked as a... It was part of, like, a wellness group, and mm. my job was to stand by the scale and, like, mark down whether people had lost or gained weight. Oh, wow. Week. And I thought I wanted... I was like, I thought that food and eating and this was going to be the way that I thought about healing then I was sitting at the scale and I was like it's got to be more Mm. it's not not enough for me I see what was missing I think the story element like we could talk about the food and we could talk about the relationship to food but even that was like just one part of this person's health or this person's way of being in the world and it felt like too zoomed in like I wanted to be able to I was like, but are you happy? Like, maybe you lost five pounds, yeah. but are you happy? Um, yeah, so so I took, um, I also wanted to be a primary care doctor when I went to med school. Um, and then I took a year off between third and fourth year, and I worked as a wellness coach, and I started writing. Um, and I feel like both in becoming a writer and in um, working as a health coach, I was like, I, I don't want to be a primary care doctor anymore. Like, it just changed. Um, and I came back, and I did my first rotation on internal medicine, and it was like that rotation where I was like, whatever used to be there for me isn't there after this year off. Like I just couldn't go back to it. What what was what was the switch or the what did you realize? I don't know. I've tried to rack my brain about this a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I think like I well, I there was a moment where I was walking down the hall and I was with a primary care doctor and we like passed one of her patients and she kind of um waved at the patient and then said hi and then later was like I don't know who that person is like I don't remember them and I just got such anxiety because I was like I can't I want to know like a few people really well I want to like like I love a school project where you could just get so into one topic I was like this whole knowing a little bit about everything is a beautiful thing I'm not like suited to it I don't have that kind of mind I want to like dig into a few people or dig into a few topics um so let it go. <laughs> you did. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was next? And I think also the writing changed it because I think I was very scared of going too deep with the stories and people's things. I was like, I don't want to do that. And then when I started writing, I was like, oh, this is actually really fun to mm. like get really deep into the issues. Um, and then kind of psychiatry felt like a natural fit from there. Um, so... And I wanted to come back to New York because I met my partner here. I love, I love New York. 
and that was that was a big part of it like wanting to train to be a psychiatrist in new york felt like a really badass combination yeah yeah absolutely um what else what do you want to do next or down the line I want to, okay, like, the dream would be be a writer two days a week and a, a psychiatrist three days a week. So I want to find a way to do that. I also am really interested in, in queer mental health. Um, and I'm really interested in translating. Like, I feel like there's so many concepts we learn, so much research that is um, inaccessible. And I think the act of translating is really exciting to me and making it more clear for other people. Yeah. I think that's a perfect transition to... <laughs> Segway! Yeah, what are we doing? What is this? I think I was the first one to um, mention that I was like, oh, maybe I'll... Um, I had thoughts about um, uh, starting a podcast more slanted towards, like, education and... Um, yeah, I think you said this, like, during intern year. Mm-hmm. Like, really early on, you were like, I kind of want to do a podcast. Yeah. You don't even want to do it with me. You just wanted to do one. In general. And I, I think <laughs> yeah. it's the exact what you just said of like translating um, ideas about in mental health to the masses because yeah. um, there is so much stigma um, and uncertainty. You know, I'm remembering now there was a moment in intern year when I was um, at a friend's Halloween party and their sibling um sat I, I was chatting with one of their siblings mm-hmm. and there she was Were you in costume it was not in costume okay. oh no you know what it was not halloween it was new year's mm-hmm. um it's my least favorite holiday <laughs> it's oh, never fun interesting more <laughs> to discuss later um but okay, she sat me down and she she had a lot of anxiety and was telling me about you know this and that and she was like am i psychotic is there something wrong with me and i'm like no that's not the um that's not what psychosis is but i think people um these days we've talked about this use a lot of um mental health terms um very colloquially and it's it's uh different than how we think of it and Mm so um which is uh just fascinating to think about like how did this come to be yeah um yeah it makes me think about bipolar disorder people often say like oh I'm really moody like I have big ups and downs throughout the day which is not not what bipolar disorder is mm-hmm. but people people think that yeah. yeah and I and I think we are fortunately and unfortunately tasked with being arbiters of like what's normal quote-unquote versus um not normal and I think what I've been learning is like the range of normal is is vast and there's like so much of the human experience that's you know mm-hmm. um we don't want to pathologize because it's like yeah that makes sense given your situation yeah I heard a supervisor say it in a helpful way once where I think this was last week they were saying like our job is to um categorize people mm-hmm. but only if the categories are helpful mm-hmm. and like there you could argue about whether the categories are even accurate especially in our field and it's kind of what we have and so if it if it helps the idea ideally you find a category and someone's like wow i understand myself a little better now and i can communicate who i am a little better that's the goal and otherwise just throw away the categories right you can right keep what's helpful yeah so yeah i guess that's i don't know how you kind of came on or like how we came to this point but I don't know what what was your thinking about behind like the idea of a podcast or I think in the pandemic I just started listening to podcasts so much more because it 
uh, I was lonely. And it's like, <laughs> they're constant, <laughs> constant little like conversations in your ear that you get to listen to. Um, and particularly listening to podcasts with other therapists um, or social workers kind of, it really humanized. I think something that I've wrestled with so much is how to be a human and be yourself and also be a doctor. And like, are you allowed, how much of a human are you allowed to be as a doctor? And so I found these podcasts, like the one I listened to last summer, Therapist in the Wild, just was just so, it was like my own form of medicine to just be like, oh, look, they're admitting to their problems. Mm -hmm. They're admitting to their struggles. Um, I really loved that. And I think coincidentally this year, we are, we just overlap so much in our schedule. Like each clinic day, we're at the same site. Um, And so I think it was kind of like a natural fit that we would like, we have so many of these kinds of conversations on our own over lunch. So we were like, felt like a natural thing to record it and, and see what we learn. Yeah. Yeah. Another perfect segue. Do you want to talk about what we're hoping to get out of, what you're hoping to get out of this project? Yeah. So our temporary name is called the workroom chats, which will definitely may change. Um, but the idea of the workroom is something that Garsing and I have gotten quite attached to, I would say, in our years of med school and residency and it's basically this room um and there's a bunch of computers the room is usually very small very small (laughs) there's rarely a window but there's sometimes a window um sometimes it's like inexplicably hot Mm -hmm. and so you gotta like blow fans at each other Mm -hmm. um but it's basically like most of what we do is patient facing it's like out there in the hospital or um, in the clinic rooms and this is like a room that you go back to and you're just with each other and you're it's like a place where we relax um, I feel like intern year there would always be like breakfast bars and like chips yeah. and I don't know Patagonia fleeces yeah lying everywhere papers strewn about yeah I think someone went about and put little um uh uh what is it called uh Oh man, the the scent thingy. The oh, I know who that was. <laughs> like what do you call that? Um, not a humidifier. Uh oh my gosh. Air uh, mister. Uh-huh. Uh, something you, you put water in it, essential oils, and yes. it like creates diffuser. Diffu- air diffuser. Yes, Great. we had a diffuser in ours. Yeah. And so sometimes I would be running. Sometimes we would play music mm-hmm. and just kind of talk about what we're going through, what we're learning. Okay, but here's the thing. I don't feel like we ever talk, the talks never get that deep mm. because you're still in the middle of your work day yeah. and you can't really like fall apart True. that much. Like I remember there are moments that I've sat there, I've been like, wow, I would cry, but there's like four other people next to me who, and like, I have to get my work done and right. they do too. So it's kind of this camaraderie in like not talking about the thing that's mm-hmm. really upsetting you or talking about it, but in a way where like you sound as if you're totally fine with it, even though it's like devastating you. <laughs> Maybe this is just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but there's something about like just being together even not talking about mm-hmm. the thing but you're just kind of you have this place where you can close the door and sort of relax a mm-hmm. bit like take your shoes off amongst people who kind of understand what's going on yeah and that's the unique thing is that like because we're in the exact same stage of training like each year has its own challenge mm-hmm. and like it's only the people that are in that exact stage that really get the like, nuances of the year the training that you're in right um, like for us as third years, it's like we're kind of like grown up now. Like I think we're like the teenagers of residency. Right. We're like it's not okay to like not know anything anymore. Mm-hmm. 
um, but you're also like feeling your independence a little more, but also like, oh my God, I don't want to be an adult. Like, yeah. it's scary. Um, so there's like something special about being at the same stage with people. Yeah, and this year has been wild because we're thrown into a whole new world of doing therapy mm -hmm. without someone immediately there to mm -hmm. um, guide us or see the patient with us. And we're left without a work group this year. We're <laughs> yeah. all in our own different worlds, yeah. different clinics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so all the past years we were in the hospital mostly, which would mean like we'd be in a different hospital site for like a month at a time, two months at a time, but always with each other and always with an attending like by us all the time. Mm -hmm. And now we are, we like see patients all day by ourselves and then maybe at the end of the day or the day after we check in with somebody. Really are teenagers. Yeah, the um, learning that separation into autonomy, um, yeah. created responsibilities and it's nerve wracking. But exciting yeah but we've found that uh yeah we we kind of missed the workroom and so <laughs> i guess to to bring it back to what we're doing here we hope that this can kind of serve as a place to come back um share mm -hmm. just kind of um enjoy each other's presence mm -hmm. and get excited about like all the things that we're we're learning this yeah. year I think yeah, we're at a we're at an interesting moment because like Garsing and I were both interns, meaning we were in our first year of residency when the pandemic started and we were on internal medicine. So we were like in the thick of being on medicine and being interns. And then as the pandemic has continued, we have totally left that and we're now psychiatrists training in an outpatient setting, doing therapy, doing medication. Um and so I think I think we're in this moment where people are really thinking about like our doctors okay? Like, how are doctors doing? And we have this experience of like, we were the medicine doctors that were like, on the floor, like, kind of dealing with everything in the beginning. And now we've transitioned to like, really being in like, this mental health world. And so we've both like, been affected by it, and then are trying to figure out, like, how to help other people mm -hmm. and ourselves. Um, and it's a really cool thing, I think, about psychiatry is that every time that you learn something that can help your patient, it, like also can help you yeah um yeah. and like we want to share that we learn so much from our patients um and since we get so personal with psychiatry it's like really cool it gets really yeah. deep i'm excited to share share garcing with everybody <laughs> i feel like you're my you're my calm in the storm like you can like tell you the craziest story the most intense thing and you'll kind of like sit there calmly <laughs> like make me feel calm like thinking through a solution it's just like a very very grounding. That's so generous. And I'm <laughs> likewise excited to share Lila with the world. I feel like she has so many, um, so much creativity and ideas and just kind of reverie and isn't afraid to, um, to explore ideas. Whereas I feel like I've kind of, um, yeah, my, my creative muscle doesn't get, get exercised. So this is a way to kind of explore together. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. We're going to bring the earth and the fire yeah. to this podcast. <laughs> Where's the wind? <laughs> so so what are why are we making this a podcast? What are we hoping listeners will get out of this, Lila? I think, you know, I, I always really think about, like, pre-meds and medical students. When I, um, when I think back, I think it's, it's so hard to know as a pre-med when you really want to be a, 
and you really want to be a doctor and that's all you want, it's so hard to know what it's like. And then I think when you finally get there and you're in med school, it's so hard to know, like, what is actually going on in the heads of these residents? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they seem tired, they seem hungry, like, they seem stressed, like, what's going on? Um, and so I think just, like, a little window in mm-hmm. um, to a field that can feel so kind of private and like, hard to know what it's like, um, that's one thing I want to offer. Yeah, a window in, exactly. And and all that you said about kind of the, the hard parts about training is apparent on the surface level, but then there's also so much excitement mm-hmm. about all the positives of what we're learning and grappling with um, our clinical work and thinking about um, the people that we're helping. And so that's kind of cool to actually give us space to to celebrate and and share yeah Um, yeah like that translation piece because mm -hmm. i think it can feel it can feel really inaccessible to the average person who's not a psychiatrist not a psychologist not a doctor right and to kind of find fun ways to to make it relatable because i don't think it's that hard to understand i just think you have to take the effort to to break it down, mm-hmm. like any field that has its own little language and way of communicating, like you have to make that effort to translate it. Mm-hmm. And there's also something about mental health that sometimes people shy away from or are not sure how to approach. And I think I often feel the urge to say like, you know, to, to normalize or validate like, your experience is valid. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have to be afraid of your emotions, things mm-hmm. like that. So um, that's also fun to do with both um, other doctors who sometimes uh, are afraid of mental health and, you know, will call us for help, which, you know, obviously we're all happy to help. And I, I want to, I have a deep desire to like empower others to say like, you're also a person who can feel empowered to like grapple with these human Mm -hmm. experiences yeah it doesn't there's nothing particularly um superhuman about us and our like we can't read people's minds or we can't predict the future which sometimes people Mm -hmm. think we can uh, or predict human behavior Mm -hmm. um it's just we spend time more time thinking about it um which obviously is our specialty but it's Mm -hmm. it's always fun to share we do do a scary thing, though, in the medical field, which is that we deal with feelings. <laughs> which is like, the mo- like, if you want to scare a doctor, just be like, this person's having feelings. This person is sad, <laughs> crying. It's, it is. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's That's a hard tricky. Thing to do. Yeah. We're, we're really open to seeing where this goes, seeing where this takes us, seeing what kind of conversations we might come up with. And we're excited to take you along. So... We hope you were a little bit intrigued <laughs> enough to stay tuned with us and, and see where it goes. Alrighty. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. As a reminder, our views are our own. Content is for informational use only and should not be used as medical advice or substitute for therapy or psychiatric treatment. See you next time and stay curious.